Hi everyone, and welcome to a brand new season of One by Two with Delani R, the show where we share fresh and candid conversations with South Asian artists from around the world, available only on raga.com. I'm your host, Delani Rabindran. A warm hello to our returning fans and a hearty welcome to new listeners of the show. We are very happy to be back at our home on raga.com and raga mobile apps for iOS and Android. Joining us on One by Two this month is the ever-inspiring director, actor, and host, Ms. Lakshmi Ramakrishnan. Having just finished making her fourth feature film, Lakshmi Ma'am has built an inspiring body of work in a short amount of time. First known for her many character roles on screen, she has gone on to serve as an inspiration and advocate for the advancement of females in the field of Indian filmmaking. When we sat down to talk, she was nothing but her candid self, pouring out her thoughts on the state of the industry and the fulfillment she received from making her latest film, House Owner. We hope you enjoy this talk with prominent artist and filmmaker Lakshmi Ramakrishnan on One by Two with Talani R. Hi, Lakshmi ma'am. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. It is my absolute pleasure to have you grace our show. So thank you so much. It's my pleasure, Devani. It's wonderful talking to you. <laughs> thank you. Okay, so ma'am, I have a lot of questions. So I, you know, about your illustrious career and and all the ways I'm so happy what you're doing in the industry. So I really, well, let's just, you know, get right into it. So, um, you know, you've had a very um, interesting and diverse time in, in entertainment and film um, over many years. You made transitions between directing, playing character roles, and lead acting roles. Um, so I really mm-hmm. want to know... How easy or difficult would you say the process is for an actor to become a director or or even vice versa? Uh, My basic interest is in storytelling. Okay, so I'm very fascinated about people. I love interacting with people. So uh, my imagination goes wild when I uh, meet people and wonder what where they come from, what is their background, what are the experiences that they would be going through. So basically, from very long time, I have been a very imaginative person. Okay, so um, because uh, because of this interest, I uh, made use of the opportunity uh, when it came through, like uh, uh, acting opportunity. It was more of a... Um, uh, I wanted my connections to be made. I wanted uh, to know more about this because I'm absolute uh, no wife when it comes to film. There is no background. There is no connection. And um, <laughs> so it's absolutely, I, I'm a, it's, it's a, a new field for me. Nothing I knew of it. So acting was just an intro to, the, uh, to a new world. Uh, so five years down the line, I thought I should, I, I didn't give it more thought or like I didn't plan it or anything. It was like Arohanam was something like it. I had to tell it out. I had to bring that out. So um, I would say it was a, um, it was like a child's enthusiasm to, you know, come out with whatever he wanted to say or she wanted to say as, as simple as that. So 
I understand that this process is so intriguing and it is so very uh, organic. In my case, it has been very, very organic. I didn't wait to learn um, and be confident and, uh, you know, I just, I just took the plunge. It could be ignorance also to a certain extent because I didn't know that it was so deep. <laughs> If I had been more aware, I don't think I would have taken the plunge. That is the reason many people who knew much, who had more experience, who were much more talented, who had more, uh, uh, you know, acumen, uh, are worried to take the plunge because they know what a task it is and you could go wrong anywhere uh, so i think it was more of my ignorance <laughs> <laughs> so would you so so then thinking back ma'am would you have done anything huh? differently would you have maybe decided to to you know try out other technical roles or anything or do you still think you would have proceeded in the same way that you did That is how my life has been, Dilani. I've taken up... See, my priority has always been family, especially children. When it comes to our kids, uh, my husband and I have been very, very clear about it. That was top priority. But at the same time, I wanted... I had so much... I wanted... I had so much of fire. I wanted to have my own identity. I wanted to... Um, I wanted to prove something. I don't know what. <laughs> so... Uh, it was always like whatever opportunity came my way i took it up and i gave my best and i gave my 100% so when when i almost reach okay i have done all the hard work and starting to get the fruits of it then there will be some other family commitment i'll drop it and uh, without regret still i don't regret <laughs> so i think changing my field for quite number of times So it's nothing, my career was never planned, Dilani. Mm-hmm. It was very, very, it was a fortunate accident. And now, once the children are all settled, now, yes, time for me to focus on my career, I think. I don't know. <laughs> man proposes, God disposes, or probably man disposes, God proposes. <laughs> That has been my case. Right. <laughs> well, You know, amidst all this that you, you just mentioned and, you know, all your uh, wanting to put family first and everything, we've still in the past couple of years seen you accomplish so much. We've seen you on screen and we've got four features from you or one to be released, but, you know, three films at least uh, that audiences have already relished. So I really would like to know, you know, With all this happening, and as you mentioned, you know, maybe it was more spontaneous than you than planned. What do you think was your greatest advantage to, to you know, since 2012 to now to have four films? That's a really big feat as a director and not many people make films as steadily or quickly as that. So what do you think was your greatest advantage or, or strength? in order to make that happen? Uh, I tell you, Dilani, I still feel I've been in a hurry. I should not have been in so much hurry. 2012, yes, Arohanam was a child um, enthusiasm, fine. But after Arohanam, I should have equipped myself more. 
technically and then did my uh, second film i was in a rush i was so encouraged uh, i had a beautiful concept and a beautiful script um, i had a waited for a star um, most of my struggle would have been uh, uh, you know much less mm. um, i i think i was in a hurry to make my second movie i didn't wait for a um a prominent actor to give me dates which which was possible like you know uh so and technically also i could have equipped myself a little more i hurried up um i had a lovely script um probably a little bit of mentoring or a doctoring of the script would have um i could have made a masterpiece i feel mm. i this was entirely my mistake mm. there was scope and potential mm. i didn't uh, make it success so that is one regret i have i always i would advise youngsters aspiring filmmakers um this is all okay all this enthusiasm everything is okay but it's their duty to equip themselves technically before they take the plunge technically in the sense i'm not just talking about the technical side when i say technical i'm talking about the scripting side also and the third film ammani yes i think ideally i would call ammani my first film oh interesting why yes. is that do you feel you <laughs> yeah are, i would call do you feel you are most like not na- feeling natural at that point in the director's seat now no i i knew what my end of, what i my end product should be mm. what it should look like what tone it has to be and what should i do to achieve that so amani is more of a conscious effort and product so amani was more of a that was my first film i would say <laughs> amani is my first film and now house owner and i think yes i'm i'm ready for the adventure now <laughs> so, so everything was the lead up to this you would say then <laughs> I love I loved every bit of making this film Dilani it gave me such a high I can't tell you it gave me such a high I don't know why people need anything else for intoxication when they are in cinema <laughs> creativity and being able to create something is a great test intoxication you can have so grateful that I'm even though it's an imaginative world I I'm so grateful that I have uh, I had the opportunity to create something and uh, I I just go bonkers if I if I talk about it I cry and scream because I'm such a high <laughs> so I so I definitely do want us to come and talk uh, come to the point of talking about how sonar your latest film but before that I did want to talk more about your experiences in the industry as you know one of the few leading female directors and uh, and your you know just your experiences in in several roles throughout this industry um so you know i think that yeah. we're in a position of a lot of changes hopefully for the better um within indian cinema and encouraging mm-hmm. a lot more female uh female talent mm-hmm. behind the camera Do you think uh in your yes. opinion are there enough initiatives in place mm. to support women who are working behind the camera in Tamil cinema? Okay, let me put it this way. Um 
for any disaster, it's a struggle. It is not going to be easy because these days, um, it's not enough if you are a technician or you're a creative person. You need to be a marketing person also, right? So you need to understand how to sell your product. Mm-hmm. So uh, it is all the more uh, difficult for uh, you know today's uh, filmmakers. And also there are so many number of films being made because of the accessibility. Anybody who has a small camera in hand can make films widely appreciated if it has got the content. Right? right. So, uh, I feel the, the, the challenge of women is not from outside. It is from inside. That's my feeling. That's my experience. I feel if I can, like any other director, um, can cater to the masses, can take can give a content which is um, saleable, which has the potential to be a commercial success, I don't think it's a problem. Mm, I can still make it big. Um, the struggle is just like how uh, any filmmaker goes through when he has a content-oriented uh, film, but no stars. It doesn't make a difference if it's a woman or a man. I don't think so. And our boys are all very, very... Uh, <laughs> clever these days. They, they are very well aware that uh, what women are capable of. Mm-hmm. They, won't, they won't let go a script just because it is being narrated by a woman. That stage is gone. That has changed. That bias is definitely changed uh, thanks to all the women who have uh, paved the way. Mm. And uh, so I feel um, uh, yeah, so it is more of we understanding the market, who is our target audience. How do we sell, even if it's a content-oriented film, what is that uh, that is going to pull the crowd to the theaters? Unless your product is commercially successful, you can't keep making movies. It's just not possible. Mm-hmm. So it's your responsibility, like how um, <laughs> Director Vetrimaran was telling me. He was telling me that, you know, Lakshmi, it's your responsibility to make this film a success because you owe it to cinema. This film has to succeed because you've made a wonderful film. And it's your responsibility to make it a success. So I take it very seriously. Right. Uh, so I think, uh, think uh, and also, like last year, if you see 96, then you have uh, I loved Parirum Perumal so these films have made it big like uh, even to let I love to let so oh what film making so I I, I really love these films so they had so much they got so much of critical acclaim and also commercially also they did quite well and 96, of course, is a super duper hit. That's because, okay, we have Trisha and Vijay Sedabati. <laughs> so, uh, but still, it made such a, uh, it was such a grand success. So this is all very encouraging. And there are films which are commercial packages have just rejected them like anything. Mm-hmm. And even content-wise, you can't just make a film... Uh, glorifying, stalking, or uh, demeaning women anymore. Sorry, press has come inside 
and they have taken it up on them and they are fighting we are so glad about this right so with those kind of changes um or what you feel is you know changing and the bias being lost kind of do you do you think mm-hmm. though that indian cinema could still benefit from for example in hollywood a lot of female actors and directors and technicians are pushing for mm-hmm. quotas you know a minimum percentage of uh female uh production crew or a minimum percentage of female directed films by a certain studio every year do you think that uh tamil cinema or indian films could benefit from rules like that or do you think it's not necessary i would say not just the indian film industry our society needs this change hmm. because you need to hear stories from the woman's point of view right okay so that's so very important somewhere down the line even if you take tamil cinema we have a very beautiful uh, heritage or i would say uh, what what do you call it um, a treasure trove of uh, women oriented films and films from the point of view of women lead a uh, female character mm-hmm. somewhere down the line everything got diluted and now i think i think we are back on track and we should make sure that our society benefit uh, or our society is in in a much um, society needs women oriented films uh, stories from the men's point of view for um, a balance which is lost in between um i think if that change happens that is the best thing uh, we have um even in hindi bollywood when i was just speaking to a few people uh, like of the quality of films which are coming out uh, the content the depictions and uh, you know uh, the progressive uh, content that is coming out so i'm not talking pakkasha films i'm talking about somewhere you know the the line between parallel films and uh, commercial films is disappearing mm-hmm. so when i was talking to them they the one answer they all had is there are a lot of women behind production design so it makes a lot of difference it makes definitely makes a lot of difference so the when they made pariyaram perumal which talked about the um uh, uh, the the what do you say deprived or um you know uh, what do you call them uh, you know um uh, the, that that particular section of society i think in one way women are also like gender based gender bias and gender inequality has definitely resulted in deprivation and definitely something uh, which comes out like oh so many women have to be behind camera they should we should have minimum percentage of women making films will make a big difference to the mm-hmm. industry and to the um, contribution to the society as a whole right yeah i i wholeheartedly agree ma'am um and even not just uh behind the camera but even even for the roles we see for a lot of female um actors uh these days um i think you had a very uh 
you've had a lot of memorable roles in your career, even as an actor. But I would say that, mm. you know, I think a lot of people would agree with me that your role in, in Yutamse was probably the most mm. memorable, right? Um, when you were presented mm. that mm. character, uh, what, what did you think? What was your initial reaction um, when you were asked to do that role? Okay, initially that was supposed to be done by uh, Nadia. Mm-hmm. Okay, but when, I think there was some issue with the, um, uh, you know, she had to shave off her, you know, the character had to go bald. So there was an issue there. So when when the opportunity came to me, I thought, I've been complaining that there are no meaty roles for character artists, especially women character artists. So when something is coming my way, I should make use of it. Mm -hmm. If I don't, then I can't complain. After all, it is hair. It is. It will grow. <laughs> I was not bothered, <laughs> and I think that was the most beautiful thing that happened. Because after that, you stand below the shower. It is bliss, <laughs> and it's so much of <laughs> it is so much of you know redemption. It's like an added <laughs> bonus so to doing that role. <laughs> you shed. You shed your. Uh, inhibitions, you've shed your superstitions, you've shed your uh, burden of um, you know um, you shed your burden of um, concept of beauty, that mm-hmm. you shed your um, you know uh, your attachment to your skin, your hair, your your uh, you know, look it's all it's such a redemption. So, so after you agreed to, to do that role, you know, after it, it was presented to you, um, so you didn't have any hesitance then to take it on? Were you, were you concerned at all about how audiences would receive that character? No, no. I trusted the director. Okay, that's one thing. And uh, second thing, um, when I'm complaining that there are no makey roles for character artists, when something is coming my way, I thought I should grab the opportunity. And um, <laughs> I think that's the most beautiful, uh, that's the best thing I did. Like I, It was an unforgettable experience. And my hair grew. Uh, <laughs> and n number of times after that, I cut my hair. Uh, and it has grown again. So it's nothing, I think. <laughs> I think that that was... A role that we have not really seen many comparisons to since then. So, so why do you think we don't see more roles like that for for women in Indian cinema or in Tamil cinema? See, me, most of them are uh, male filmmakers. Okay, the percentage is more. Okay, so any for them, they would like to have characters which they would like to have in their life or they would have seen in their life, or probably it's their point of view of how women have to be or um, how uh, they want them to be. Mm-hmm. But uh, there are very few women in the industry, and only when women start writing, we will get characters who are actually close to real-life characters in the society. And um, how we think, how, what is, how do women want... So all these years, there has been so much of conditioning which has gone inside. And um, uh, nobody can deny the fact that wherever, in whichever part of the world you are, 
and whichever segment of society you come from um, there are certain things common to all women so much has changed and so much has changed, not changed at all so uh, those things which which there has which there has to be a breakthrough if society uh, needs to understand what a thing it is a basic right freedom to choose even that is deprived for women for ages you know freedom to choose that is empowerment whether to choose her clothes what she wears whether to choose her career whether to choose whether she wants to sit she wants to sit at home or go out whether she has to wear a um, backless blouse or whether she wants to you know uh, whether she i i don't know anything for that matter mm-hmm. anything for that matter so i think freedom to choose is actual empowerment right. even that has been deprived right so for people to understand how important it is to give that freedom and how important it is to not to glorify uh, uh, men being a man is not a qualification a privilege it's a privilege and uh, and also i feel um, in all our rituals in all our age old practices especially wedding ceremonies um the rituals after death there is so much of gender inequality there is so much of male chauvinism uh, displayed which has to we have to break all this mm-hmm. for that i think uh, women have to more women should come and say more women have to write more women have to be behind cameras the people the women who are on screen have to be more responsible not because and when i say responsible uh, it is it we need to use our discretion to interpret this like when i'm saying i'm i'm saying uh, you are not just being there just for your sake you are representing so many of us right right so yeah it is sad that we had to we have to think so much we have to work so much for our basic rights mm-hmm. <laughs> but what to do what to do when day will come when men will when will go through this it's a cycle the wheel has to come down there will be again female or women domination and then men will have to fight this probably 1000 years down the line <laughs> so i thought it was very interesting for you to say ma'am like female writers like that is something that i think um our industry tamil films in particular could benefit a lot more from like to your point to give that female mm-hmm. point of view i think um having you know been involved in script development before it's interesting to see you know mm-hmm. a, a room full of men trying to determine or or craft how a, a female character would be thinking you know when it when it's almost like <laughs> why don't you just ask someone <laughs> to to be involved right so <laughs> i'm very curious <laughs> of the four films that you've directed now i think a lot <laughs> all of the scripts seem to have some sort of social commentary in them but also there are very different <laughs> plots uh lines and I'm curious, did you have these stories in mind from from a long time ago and you wanted to craft them into films 
or there are things that came to you more more instantly or, or or very quickly was the was the script writing process pretty quick i told you i'm always in a hurry right <laughs> when i when i think of something i have to blurt it out <laughs> so, so there is no processing time even my words are like that when i'm trying to learn i just got over uh, adolescence i feel <laughs> After forty-five, I had extended adolescence probably. So, <laughs> so it's like it's like uh, you know, uh, I have it is instantaneous. I wanted to say this out, and I said it. That's it. So, Arohanam, I have been watching a lot of things. The day I realized that I can, I can actually use this medium to uh, say this. So, uh, the moment I. brought it out to be it came into shape the next day i was i was ready to make the film there was no preparation time there was no um, you know which has which is not an excuse which is which is not to be done mm-hmm. because then you don't make use of your full potential then you don't make use of your full i have time to do all this and still not cause uh, financial damage because of my even management skills Mm. and my experience with life so life experience are uh, you know something which you know uh, it saved me uh, like i could manage i could make sure that there is not much of damage mm-hmm. or i would say make sure that uh, the producer made uh, he recovered his money and made minimum profit which was why i could make film um, one after another right um so none of this are something which i had kept in mind and um it is all very organic um i know that if i had waited for another one year probably um, a lot of it would have evolved a little more but i feel i'm always in a hurry and <laughs> house owner i'm i'm okay i think it's a miracle film If it done that, if not had happened that time, it would have never happened. I feel okay. because if the timing was because it, it was such a um, uh, uncertainty. There was so much that was not in our hands: the rains, the uh, getting the right people to build the sets, to getting twelve uh, lakh liters of water every day, being able to recycle the water, not waste it, getting a place where we could. Have the set built for um, keep the set re- uh, um, as it is for almost six months. All these are not in our hands. It's not something we plan for. It just happened. So I think Houseona was like anything else, any other film. It was fated to happen. The the universe conspired uh, uh, towards making it happen. So let's see what the audience has to say. Right. That like perfect transition that you brought us to this title, ma'am. I I did definitely want to start talk. I wanted to talk about that now. So being your fourth mm-hmm. film, the one you you say that you feel maybe it was the most uh, the one you felt maybe most ready for, or it was the most most planned out, perhaps uh, compared to your previous ones. What would you say was your yes, yes, no, <laughs> no doubt about no it. No, no, no. <laughs> Actually, I was planning to make this movie in May two thousand nineteen. Now, mm-hmm. right? So, in, uh, in 
Shivakumar Vijayan uh, who did Iridisutra. Mm-hmm. Um, he listened to the script and he was very excited to do this film. Mm. And then uh, Mr. Rasul Pukuti, he also loved the script. He said, Lakshmi, you should sit, um, discuss and then do this film. And uh, he put me on to Mr. Srikar Prasad and he was also, he also primarily liked the you know, concept a lot. And they also suggested, I talked to uh, Mr. Mamuka and um, find out that he would be interested in doing this film. All this process was going on. I was initially, I had signed up to do another film, Blue Ink, based on my show, Solva Dalamunai. And uh, Zita Mai had come forward to support the film. And the, the uh, overseas rights, everything was sold. But last moment, there was a temporary ban on the show. So it was like a personal choice. I said, let me not cling to this. If I say something now, it will be like justifying and trying to justify something. So I said, let me get about this script. And within 10 days, decided to do Blue Ink. Hello, sorry, to decide to do How Lunar. Right. So uh, in, in, uh, when you think of it, yes, the story was in my mind because everything was uh, inspired by real life characters and real life incidents. So I could just bring them together. And interestingly, uh, Dilani, none of my films, I shoot with the, I, I write the script, I bind it, I register and keep it aside. While I'm shooting, I don't refer the script at all. Oh, interesting. And so- Never. I, I just realized it now because my editor was telling me, a prem, very very sweet guy. He did, um, uh, you know, Kutram Kadidal. He did Magalar Matam. He was very very cooperative. And uh, Tapas Naik, I feel he's he's got great knowledge of uh, uh, films and the medium. He understands the medium so well. So he has designed the, uh, he has done the audiography. So when I was talking to Prem, Prem was saying, I'm, I've seen you not even once referring the script. So once I've written and it's poured out, it is in my mind. I won't, I won't even miss one single dialogue or a single word. It is completely there in my mind. So that was very interesting for me. When I look back, yes, not even once I've taken out the paper and um, referred to the dialogue, what I have written, nothing. It's mm-hmm. there. And on the spot, a lot of things happen. You know, when I go there... When I see some interesting, uh, you know, location, then spontaneously, okay, let me let me do this particular sequence. And those sequences have turned out to be very very intriguing. Um, if you if you you have watched the film, so you know <laughs> that uh, attic scene where she goes and sits inside. No, that was not written. Hmm. Then, when I was in Palakkad, I saw the attic. I got so fascinated. I said, "I have to shoot this," and that happened. So, so then, so I think that. <laughs> so, so it definitely sounds like like this film has been kind of coming full circle as a filmmaker for you, I would say, and as a writer, and you know, um, and so many parts of the film making process that you you've done you know production design and art direction as well so um, Mm -hmm. I'm curious to know uh, because in this film 
um, which I have seen and and I adore. So um, the we see <laughs> we see a brand new actors as well as very experienced um, veteran actors, Kishore Sir, Radhaman. Like we also get to see very brand new, very talented um, actors. And I'm curious to know, uh, you know, what was it like working with two ends of the spectrum, you know, very kind of uh, young, moldable actors and very experienced um, talents? How do you navigate directing those those kind of actors, like such a wide variety almost of talent? Okay. So coming to the youngsters, um, Kishore, the young Kishore already worked with director Pandiraj and yeah. uh, uh, director Vijay Nelson. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I feel this young Kishore is a um, national award winner, a uh, 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 child actor. Right. So he had perfect timing and understanding of, he's been already molded by, handled by very good uh, directors. So it was much easier with him. Okay, he, I had to tell him, explain, and he, and I had to, I had to explain the context and the, uh, you know, milieu and the, and the, and the, you know, character of the particular, um, uh, you know, uh, of Basu, I would say that. So uh, he could catch it and he could deliver beautifully. Um, with uh, Loveland, this was her first film. Mm-hmm. She was like. But she had terrific timing. Terrific timing. Because I think an artist has to be born with the time. If you don't have the timing, it doesn't work at all. <laughs> so so that was the best part for, uh, with her. Like see, I tell her, she, she doesn't have the proper accent also. But she manages so well. She's very hardworking. And also, her timing is, I think, born to Uji Chandrasekhar and uh, her uh, aunt is uh, Sarita. So, I think it runs in the blood. So that, <laughs> that timing was an asset. And very cooperative. All four of them were very, very cooperative. Mm-hmm. When it comes to Kishore, he just lived the role. I showed him a few videos of the character... Um, real life character uh, he actually inspired me to write this so uh, when I showed him the videos of the character he be- went Kishore the senior Kishore be- went beyond my expectation beyond my expectation I just it was just terrific his timing the way he the understanding of the character uh, you know the way um, he you know they did it amazing. I was so, so very happy about that. Coming mm-hmm. to Sri, Sri is a beautiful person inside out. Okay. So, when you are so beautiful from inside, you don't have um, ego problems. You don't have, uh, you know, you're not a stuck-up person. So, when I tell her something, she was all, all, uh, all years, she would, she would just allow me to mold her character. So that was the most beautiful part. So it was so wonderful working with these four characters. And um, I know uh, that, uh, I know for sure that Hosea Marissa Miracle. So when you 
consider the whole process of making this film um which is truly you know you can tell it's also it was a I can only imagine what a technical challenge it was like you mentioned um and people would have seen in the in the teasers uh you know there's a lot of rain there's a lot of um different you know elements that you're working with in the film in that whole process of you know directing these actors new and veteran um the technical aspects the scripting what was your favorite learning or thing that you um discovered about yourself while making this movie Okay, I would say the most interesting. See, I remember a conversation with Vijay, A. L. Vijay. Okay, so when I was acting in Poishalapuram, so I was asking him, Vijay, um, I don't, I didn't know that there were short divisions. Okay, so uh, I thought it was like making a, it's like a wedding video where you just keep shooting. I didn't understand the concept of, oh, there were so many. uh shots inside that scene i didn't even realize in my first shot film okay so <laughs> i was asking vijay vijay and so confused how do i divide the shot how do i divide the shot how do i decide that this is the best shot this is the best angle so vijay was telling me man you keep watching films and one day you will it will automatically dawn on you mm-hmm. that that has to be really organic he told okay So the fact is that I don't get time to watch movie. I don't. Uh, I can't sit in one place for two hours uh, because it's out of habit. It's never been so, and we were not allowed to watch movie. So I don't have the habit of watching movie. So this didn't happen at all. So it was a struggle for me to do short divisions. Still, I'm in. Okay. I have to everything. I have to think. Okay, this is okay. it was not i was not enjoying the process of short division the only thing i struggled is short division so many times i thought probably i'm not a director probably i should not make films i should only write scripts so that extent also i have thought i i used to wonder seeing all these youngsters no how they take shots so nice and all that <laughs> how i wish i was so technically uh, you know um equipped and all that is thing but how soon i realized i started enjoying short division i i consciously suddenly dawned on me and i'm i'm getting that kick of uh, you know um, you know uh, cutting uh, dividing the shots mm-hmm. i said okay i can get this option probably this could be a better angle probably this is what i should do so the house owner actually that that thing which vijay told me years back happened in house owner okay. i started enjoying the observation so that's my greatest learning um, okay but as far as house owner is concerned we have rain in every shot mm-hmm. like either it is wet it is the rain is subsided or it is going to rain or there is rain so mm-hmm. technically also it was very challenging because the camera is always and in a house owner if you see the making the 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 uh, present that is the live portions are all from uh, the uh, from radha 
uh, viewpoint. Okay. Mm-hmm. The flashbacks are all from Vasu's viewpoint. Right. The, the, and if you see the whole film, you will realize that. And also, there are um, hardly any shots which is without the characters. So, the camera is actually traveling along with the characters. Right. And it is always moving. Yeah. That's very, true. very few shots are static. So, we always had the gimbal and it was always moving. And uh, all the rooms had to be lit up. All the windows had to have rain. So, technically, this movie should have been... <laughs> this design of the set should have been done in probably five years to do the set and then <laughs> plan everything, lighting and then the flood, the water tank and stuff like that. But it all happened and no regrets. Amazing. I'm I'm really excited for audiences to see the film as well and, and for you to, you know, see how they receive it. Um, to, to close off uh, our conversation, ma'am, and just talk about, you know, next steps and, and your filmmaking career. Um, I, I think in, we talked about parallel cinema before and, you know, that need to to bridge parallel with commercial so that, you know, audiences are receiving content along with entertainment, right? Um, so in your opinion, would you classify all the films that you've made as parallel cinema? No, I think all the films I made are uh, commercial films. Okay, interesting. <laughs> Why would you say so, uh, ma'am? Commercially, yeah, commercially viable films. Um, probably if Amelie was done by a star um, instead of me, uh, it would have been uh, like how a Piku was done by uh, Amitabh Bachchan, mm-hmm. Amitabh Bachchan, you know, and Deepika Padukone. Or probably if uh, that would have pulled the crowd, probably that would have, that would have pulled the crowd in, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, Aro is a full-fledged commercial film. I I remember there is one uh, there was one review which said uh, probably the character should have died in the accident or. Probably the character, you know, uh, the character going into a bar and dancing is not accepted. If it had been other way around, it would have been, it would have got more number of awards. So, an award film has necessarily, uh, has to be necessarily, you know, uh, it it has to be melancholy and it has to be pathos and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But I think, I I wanted to, I wanted people to enjoy. Like, that is what I am. I am a, uh, though I have certain conservative ideas, though I have, there are there are extremes in me. I think the films are all uh, is the expression of the filmmaker's soul. I believe in that. I'm a person of contradictions in the sense <laughs> extremes. I won't say contradictions. I'm an ex- ex- extreme wherein I believe yes, it's a woman's. Is this a small example? I would say when I'm talking about um, objectification. When I see a, a, a female character in a film exposing herself, her body for the sake of, you know, making the film more marketable, I would object to that. Mm-hmm. I would say that is irresponsible. Right. But if a girl chooses to wear something like that, it is for her own sake, she likes to wear it, then it is. I would support that. So you can't generalize and say, you can't wear short skirts. You can't wear. Uh, you bear. You can't show your skin. That mm-hmm. is not I believe in. Mm-hmm. Same way I feel. Arohana, yes, 
I wanted the character. Why can't she go and if she is a mother, she is a middle-aged woman. Why can't she go and dance? She wants to dance, and she happened to be in a bar. So what? <laughs> so I feel, I feel there is extremism there. There is. It might look like contradiction, but it is not. So I feel um, Arohanam was a commercial film. Uh, uh, Nelly, of course, I tried something very, very commercial. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think. Uh, Uh, the mistake was it should have been done by a star again. Then comes um, uh, Amani, and then um, House Owner. In House Owner, I feel now I know that it should, this is the right choice. If even if Mr. Uh, Mamuka had come, I don't think this will this would have been the end product because there there is a star. Whereas in house owner, it shouldn't be a star. Hmm. It should be someone who is experienced enough, who is who is a familiar face, and who is you know got the uh, capacity to carry shoulder that responsibility. At the same time, that star image should not distract. Right. So I think, and also being simple and effortlessly. Uh, artistic was a challenge for house owners. Uh, I know if if all the set had been built, planned, executed, and five six years we work on the lighting and everything, and you make every shot artistic, then the realistic portrayal would have been missing. You know, probably that would have been another film. Oh, yeah. What I like about house owner is the imperfections, the 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 rawness the the lack of polish mm-hmm. the effortless effortlessly being you know that's what i like i i i heard a few people after the you know screening they said effortlessly artistic effortlessly artistic artistic there were so many people who said that and um, Yeah. <laughs> so uh, only house owners, I made sure it is not a commercial ending. If you ask me, all my other three films were commercial. Interesting. So house owner, I told you, you know, it's my, it's like a very, uh, I would say, I matured little bit as a filmmaker. So I made a conscious effort not to uh, get carried away. and uh, not to make it cinematic and dare to say this is it i don't know whether this is right or that is right but compared to all my four films uh, i feel house owner is very successful in so many ways well i can't wait for audiences to see it ma'am because i too feel it's very special and and very distinct from your earlier films for sure i i think that I think audiences will be able to see that it's almost to me like a, a I wouldn't say a new filmmaker but a new chapter maybe for you as a director. So, thank you so much for taking the time to talk about your career and your thoughts on the industry and house owner in particular with me. It was such a pleasure to have you on One by Two. Thank you so much, Lani. It was wonderful speaking to you and it's like I was it was I was actually voicing my thoughts. <laughs> Good. No I'm glad. 
No, ma'am, I think I think on behalf of, of women and, and uh, females who are trying to advance in this industry and, and make a name for themselves and see change, uh, you're someone that, you know, we look to, to as a beacon and, and someone to help bring about that change. So thank you for what you're doing because... Thank you, know, you so much, Lani. Yeah, I have to congratulate you also. I really appreciate your uh, your work. Um, or because I think you you it's a social entrepreneurship what you're doing because it has huge impact on on the society because you're going to um, uh, you you're, you're actually uh, supporting and encouraging um, filmmakers, um, content-oriented films, and uh, uh, you're contributing a lot to this change. Thank you so I'm much. Very very happy. <laughs> Thank yeah. you so much. Ma'am. <laughs> it's solidarity, ma'am. I'm so 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 touched to have have you say that. Thank you so much, and thank you for being on our show. You just listened to One by Two with Delani R, exclusively available on Raga.com. Be sure to download the Raga mobile app available for both iOS and Android and follow the One by Two program by hitting favorite on our show to ensure you never miss a new episode. This podcast series is hosted by Delani Rabindran and produced by Karthik Kerumalu and Bala Kumaran. If you enjoyed this episode or have suggestions on how we can improve, please let us know. Reach out to us via email at onebyto.delaniR at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at Delani underscore R, Karthik Kerumalu, and SBK Speaks. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for more fresh episodes from season three of One by Two with Delani R.